0: Hey everybody, it is M,
1: and I'm R
0: and together we are Mr. Board Game's Lonely Table.
1: So, pull up a seat and come join us at our table while we put two civilizations together and face them off in a duel for supremacy. once again welcome uh, we are We just had a game of Seven Wonders Duel we played with the two expansion packs uh, Duel is, again is for two people it's kind of a it's it's a baby for Seven Wonders the parent game many of you I'm sure if you're watching this channel or listening to this podcast you know what Seven Wonders is because it is a big game uh, so the dual version is just designed for two people uh, it makes it more fluid going forward uh, yeah, it was. it's kind of fun. So the, the two expansions are Agora and Pantheon. Uh, Agora adds a Senate, which adds like uh, an ability to kind of uh, influence what you're doing and gives you some super awesome powers or conspiracies. Uh, while obviously Pantheon is gods and gods obviously are generally powerful, right?
0: Yeah, they are. And uh, we have had Duel for a while. Um, and Pantheon just after it came out. And Agora is the newest release that we picked up around Christmas time. So we have been enjoying um, learning how to play with all the expansions and getting back into the base game. Um, something that we haven't um, had an opportunity to do in a while now. Um,
1: but we should be able to now that we've kind of, I don't know buckled down and did something with our our time opposed to just talking about it and actually going ahead and doing something
0: yeah it. actually getting everything together and you know pandemic lifestyle where we can't really go out and do anything else we can't go see a movie we can't go to the arcade we can't really go to a city um so we are stuck in small town Saskatchewan <laughs> Um, In our basement playing board games and now filming and making podcasts.
1: Because we are nothing but garden trolls or something of that nature. Hiding in a cave dwelling, which is our basement. But it's funny you should talk about the movie theaters because I just went to Regina the other day. And obviously I was going by the Best Buy and I was leaving Regina and I saw the landmark cinema. And I was like, oh, what I wouldn't give to go to a movie once more.
0: Yeah, like it's just the thought of being able to go to a movie and see a new movie. Because, I mean, I guess over the summer, we technically still could have gone to see movies. Like the theaters were open here and you could go to see a movie, but who wants to pay 15, 16 bucks to see? a movie that was released in 1990 or 1980 or even the early 2000s, like a movie you've already seen in theaters. Like, I guess there's some cult classics that you might want to see in theaters, but it was just not worth it.
1: No, it wasn't. And I think now though, they're kind of bringing it back. And then the Hollywood has kind of went back into its swing of things, and is able to make movies. I think it'd be kind of a cool experience just because I know that capacity has been reduced to like 25 or 50%. So constantly you'd have best house seats every single time
0: but like then you have to think about it as like all this social distancing you've got to wear a mask in the theater how do you even snack on the popcorn can you even get popcorn are you just sitting there in a theater with a mask on watching a movie you could watch at home because most movies are being released on streaming platforms almost immediately i think
1: i read about it uh, and what the theaters do is it's you don't think you have to wear the mask once you're in your seat because they've spaced them out so that like two seats are together, two seats are together. Kind of like going to the VIP experience at a Cineplex. I don't know if anyone else has ever gone to one of those. One was Normal Life where you got to eat food and you had those really plush chairs. And Landmark, we know for a fact, Landmark always has those big plush chairs. So. That's
0: true. And you normally are pretty spaced out in a Landmark. I just I don't with the way things are right now I like maybe if it was the, back in the summer maybe going to a movie then might have been a good idea but now I just feel like so skeptical of the way that like the cases are rising in this province we can't seem to get a grip on things like we were doing so True. well and now we've just shit the bed yeah. like it's been so bad the last
1: little bit it's because we became complacent. Saskatchewan it's- and Canada went the longest, I think, without like any cases. And everyone thought, oh, yeah, we're doing a great, great job and everything's awesome. And then people slacked off. And then basically, like I said, things went sideways.
0: Yeah. And this is a complete rant from what we actually had intended to do, but... Yeah, like I just feel... The beauty of
1: podcasts.
0: beautiful beauty of podcasting is we can have random conversations and people will listen to them. Um, But yeah, like the fact that things have gone so sideways here has kind of forced us actually into the situation that we are in right now in trying to find things to keep us occupied well at home. Because this time of the year, we would normally be traveling somewhere either a hot destination or we would be gearing up to go away for a weekend or yeah. a couple of weekends, yeah, which like we can't go to Winnipeg, which would be our destination. Mm. Um Give it like just for a weekend away here. I mean, we spend lots of time in Regina, but um, Winnipeg has just more, for us to do and more that we enjoy to do than going to Regina. So, and just not being able to cross borders, like at all, like we can't cross in the international borders. We can't cross into Manitoba has really kind of forced us into trying new things.
1: Thank God for the pandemic, I suppose, because otherwise we may never have done this, but then again, we now have an actual dedicated space and, Although it took some time, we now have it, and we can make use of it. Um, Do you think we should go back on topic?
0: Yes, I think we should get back to topic. All right. Um, So so, Seven Wonders Duel. Seven Wonders Duel. um, We did film it, so you will be able to watch it if you are so inclined. If not, and you really just want to listen to us talk and kind of go over how... Um, we felt about the playthrough and how we feel about the game in general. Um, This is the right thing. This is not a review. This will not be a review. Um, We are casual gamers. We are not here to sell you something. We are not here to um, give a solid, like, this is what we firmly believe because I feel like the more times we play something, um, the more... Um, it shapes our feelings yeah. over it. Like we may like it more. Um, like right now, I'm feeling very bitter.
1: Uh, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll discuss that in a second. Um, here.
0: But um, I mean that I don't always have that feeling.
1: <laughs> oh well, that's what board games do to us. You know, it's it's part of the the joy of board games, I guess. So. I would imagine if you've got to this podcast, either you found us through the regular channels or you happen to check out the YouTube channel and saw this video and, well, thought... You know, probably saw in the description or something. We've done this as well. So thank you if you did watch it. Um, we're not going to be your typical YouTuber and be like, like and subscribe. Please uh, don't
0: like and subscribe unless you really, really want to. Yeah,
1: like it's... <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're not going to do it for numbers. Uh, if we do see likes, it's because... People have enjoyed what we've done. And going back to all of our podcasts coming up, as well as every video we do, the comments are never going to be disabled. It will always be appreciated because we will do, we're we're small, we're small town people. We're not some big famous person. The chances of us reading your comment and being able to respond. It's probably pretty good. And we will take your consider your comments in to consideration.
0: Unless you're being a complete asshole. And then I'm going to just ignore that and not take that personally.
1: Yeah. Or we will make fun of you in return and tweet it or something of that nature.
0: Yeah. Or you might show up on our Instagram page.
1: Yeah. uh, We have all the channels in place. Uh, So
0: if you're going to troll us, be prepared to be trolled.
1: We will fight back. It's what we do. I have claws. Uh, (laughs) So we just played through our... We have played Seven Wonders Duel. This was, I think, our second time playing it. We've played Seven Wonders Duel previously, but with the expansions, it was the second time. Um, It, uh, well, M1.
0: This round, um, the first... So we've played it twice. I'm going to just be clear. We've played it twice.
1: With both the expansions.
0: With both expansions. The first time we played there might have been a little scoring mishap, but regardless, the margins were very, very close. One point. And R beat me by one point.
1: Yeah, she was, M was 66, and I was 67, I think it was.
0: Yeah, so the second game, I was out for blood.
1: She was, uh, very viciously so, and we did do the scoring, but then we had to use an app to verify it, and oh dear lord, or whatever god you believe in, Something like 87 for M and 21 or 24 for, for me. Like, it was horrible.
0: Yeah. I, so I got my blood, yet I am still bitter. And we will get to exactly why I am so bitter in a minute. But I will also say that it took us way longer than the you know estimated 30 minutes to play with all the expansions. It I like well, we played for what, like an hour and a half last night. We played for probably another a good like hour tonight. And the thing is, is like, yeah, you could play this game in, in 30 minutes if you played mindlessly. If you or to the point where you knew every card and what every card means, like there is no way. There is no way. Like, maybe when they put the time frame on the box, they meant, okay, if you just play with Duel, 30 minutes. If you play with Duel and Pantheon, that's 60 minutes because each one has a 30-minute time limit. You play with all three, you are spending an hour and a freaking half.
1: I, I don't know if that's true, though. I think it's it could be done at 30 because really they just added a few extra cards and a few extra techniques to go through. Now, one thing, like... It's, yeah, you're right. It took us an hour, an hour and a half or so. Um, but I do know that like when we were going through rounds one and two, there was a lot of rule book checking because uh, we haven't memorized everything, right? So we were checking the rule books a lot about what the little icons do and everything. But by the time we get to age three, I found age three, we flew through that at that point.
0: Yeah, I feel like by the time you get to age three... You have a clear strategy in mind. You know exactly where you want to go with how you're going to get points in that last stage. Because really that's all that last age is is solidifying everything all your foundations that yeah. you've built in the first two ages to get those big money maker points. Um those big victory points right at the end. So you know what's like you know yeah. what you're doing in that third or you've gotten to the point where you just don't care anymore. Like last night we had been playing for so long. We were like,
1: I think I probably threw in the towel. At
0: some we point. were throwing in the towel. Like we were kind of like, let's just get through this so that we can say that we've done it so that we can get into a place where we can film yeah. um, a playthrough.
1: Um, probably maybe was entertaining probably not needless to say there will be another playthrough in the future i can almost promise you that
0: yeah or what you're going to see or have seen on youtube at this point is a highly edited um yeah (laughs) yeah playthrough because i'm sure there's lots of awkward silence that we have cut out because you don't want to see us looking through the rule book, looking up what this symbol means, what this card
1: does. Although it's a good indication that we're normal people.
0: Yes, this is true. We are very
1: normal. <laughs> um, yeah, that's subjective.
0: But like I find like the cool thing about um, the way Duel plays, um, in comparison to its parent version, is that it is a back and forth. You like lay out all the cards you can you look and see and you can kind of build a strategy as you go um and you don't have to memorize like what's in each hand like i find that with the parent game you're looking at a handful cards and you're being like okay well this this has three science cards i can only pick one this round but by the time it comes back around to me i won't there probably won't be any science cards left left because there's four other people you know like I find with the parent game, there's, it's a little bit harder to plan a strategy. Um, Whereas dual, like, yes, some of the cards are flipped over, but you can kind of get a sense of what's coming down the road. And like, if I pick this one, um, it's going to expose this. Those cards are useful. You know, like you can um, plan a little bit better and you can be a little bit more cognizant of what your opponent is
1: doing. Yeah, like, um, I, I think one of the favorite parts... Yeah, the strategy can change relatively quickly because those cards are disappeared. Like, you can't see them coming up. And then you you flip through. Now, one of the common strategies used in it is the fact that uh, you, you can funnel people into picking those choices for you. It's kind of like a chess game in that regard uh, because, like, you, for example, can see that the next card coming is a card you want but you don't want to play the card ahead of it because then you lose your chance to get that card. So you come up with an idea to go around it, like either discard another card or try to, and then you force that person into it, which can be one of, yeah, it would probably one of the the cooler moments of of playing on the game is that it's dynamic, right?
0: Yeah, and like, or you force them into, yeah, having no options as to what, they can play
1: yeah and i think uh like for me that that's probably one of the the better parts of the game like i also like the fact that it's just it's fast you know once you kind of get into the rhythm it's fast
0: yeah it is it can't like i think the more you play obviously it's gonna get faster um and more fluid and there's yeah uh, the rule checking and digging through the
1: books and i feel like if you probably do this is just a i'm just totally winging out a number of them if you play five times like back to back i think by that time you'll have a good idea because the the symbols are pretty self-explanatory you just kind of like you know right
0: yeah like and there's always times where you like second guess like is that actually what that card means um maybe i should just like double check that's what that means because um and just like keeping track of all your components
1: so if you had to choose a moment in the in terms of how the game plays, uh, like in the mechanics-wise, what do you think is your favorite part of the game?
0: Oh, uh, you know what? Like, I kind of like that each age, when you lay out the cards, it's structured differently. Um, So the way, like, the back and forth of picking cards go, like, is a little bit different. But I also really enjoy the two um expansions and like the components they add like i like the idea of like um the pantheon and selecting divinities and kind of you plotting this plan from in age one over like okay this divinity is going to help me with this or you know putting them in a place where you can screw over your opponent <laughs> um yep. In terms of divinities, and then getting to reveal that in the second age, and using favor and using um, other components of the game to explore that, and like the Senate, the Senate, oh my gosh, it's
1: true that like, adds a whole agora incredible.
0: so powerful. Like some of the like some of the Senate tokens that you use to mark what each um, like kind of chamber of the Senate does are super powerful like they are yeah. game changers in the grand scheme of it like I think they've done a re- like repos has done a really good job um with the expansions for dual in adding like these extra layers of complexity and also just completely changing the gameplay in terms yeah. of strategy
1: I would agree there's multiple ways to finish it like if you get military supremacy games done you get Senate supremacy games done. Um, you get the it's, the, it's the sign to the progress. It's the
0: progress. Yeah. yeah.
1: Done. Like there's, there's different ways to get it done for me though. I think, so I agree with that, but like the most frustrating, at least for now is just the fact that, you know, there is that rule checking, you know, just checking the, 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 the pictures to no idea of what's, what's what, and then reading it a couple times over to really get it in your head. And then, I mean, sometimes they're, they are pretty well lit, written, written, written out rather. um, So you can see, okay, okay, I see how it is. Or sometimes there's a case of like, well, how could this be interpreted? And we've had a couple of moments in our playthroughs in the past where we kind of made house rules because we weren't quite sure. But other than that, I'm pretty sure I feel like it's, it's pretty, it's just that it's getting into the habit of understanding what things are.
0: Yeah. And like, I think Agora and Pantheon kind of build on the understanding that you have a you have a good grasp of how the base game plays before you're throwing in the expansions, which I think because we had been so long since our last playthrough um, of the game or the last um, play that um, we didn't have a good grasp when we went to um, go through everything. And of course we just threw all, all the expansions in there. So we were kind of looking at all the rule books, trying to go back to the base game to figure out okay, how does this work in the base game? What is Pantheon saying about how things are changing with the base game? And then now we're throwing in Agora, which is like, you know, this typical third expansion, um, kind of or second expansion kind of thing, be like, well, you know, if you're just playing with us, this is kind of how you do mm-hmm. do it. If you're playing with both expansions this is how you do yeah um so we were back like with the books all like all the time which is definitely for right now the most frustrating part
1: oh yeah um given that game that we just played and filmed uh (laughs) what would you say was like your most memorable part of that play so the (laughs) the the most memorable is the
0: when you screwed me over
1: which is also the most hated part of the game
0: <laughs> also the most annoying because it really like from the beginning like i think one of the main strategies you set up for when you start the game is when picking your wonders you pick wonders that kind of share resources um because resources are so limited and mm. they're so costly in duel that you want to make sure that um, you kind of have a clear sense of what resources you need and that you're not going to be buying a bunch of resources. Um, and I had set it up so beautifully. I had all my wonders set up that they shared stone and papyrus yep. and that I would basically only have to, if I couldn't produce it, um, buy wood and maybe some glass. And I had it set up wonderfully and then you built one of your wonders where you could destroy my papyrus
1: yep uh and
0: in destroying my papyrus you also got to take a second move which then you just took all the papyrus
1: well that was i think that was that was the conspiracy the foreclosure that i said i could take one of your cards yeah, okay, right yeah
0: Oh, yeah, and then you still get to take your turn yeah. after the conspiracy. Yeah, that's what it but was. But it was, like, and I think, I mean, it's personally my fault because I pointed out to you that there was papyrus on the board still and that I could just take my papyrus back, Because you were eager. Because yep. I was an eager beaver, and I am still beating myself up about <laughs> that because... It's so frustrating. It screwed me over so much. I spent so much money at the end like near the end of the game to build my freaking wonders.
1: Sorry. No, you're not. not. Really. You're not, not really. sorry
0: at all. <laughs> and I know it's just a game, but I am bitter about it.
1: Oh, it's gonna be a long couple of days. Good thing, you know, we we are gonna have some time away from each other yes, for a little it's bit. It's
0: a good thing that I am going to work when you come home
1: tomorrow. <laughs> uh, uh yeah that was actually probably one of my i'm gonna have to agree with you on that one it was kind of and the fact that i was able to convince you to not take the economy either which then again i never did really buy any resources you
0: didn't buy any resources so it was probably for the best
1: but yeah it's just because the fact that you went all eager and i I had i think i'm gonna admit all right i had a little bit of a smirk or sinister laugh in my head when i was just like "Ah, ah, ah, ah i still get to do my turn and you were i could see the defeat right away from that
0: yeah the only thing that makes it better puts a nice little like cherry on top is that i did end up beating you in the end it's true but like it's just moves like that it's just like i'm bitter not so much with you because i would have done the same thing
1: yes you would have
0: if i'm bitter with myself
1: <laughs> <laughs> but The main goal here at all times when it comes to board games.
0: Yes, I had fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. We had some fun doing that. That's for sure. Like, I
0: feel like we wouldn't be here doing this if we didn't have fun.
1: Yeah, it'd be very quiet. There wouldn't be any laughing.
0: There wouldn't be any laughing. We probably would be waiting to film a podcast episode until, like, the day later the next time where we could like collect our thoughts because we were so angry and so frustrated and then you know i would have flipped the table and there would have been some you know reconstruction that needed to happen in here uh replacement of equipment very expensive (laughs) equipment um no i it's fun like we wouldn't play board games if they weren't fun um we thoroughly enjoy duel it's it's replayable like i think it's In itself, it builds in um, this aspect of replayability. Like you don't use all the cards.
1: Yeah, because you you have to eliminate some, right? Yeah,
0: you eliminate some cards every time you play. So there's kind of that, like each deck is always going to be different. With the expansions, we're adding in different cards, different mixes of cards, Um, and how you lay them out into their configurations is going to be different. The wonders you get is going to be different. Like no game is going to play the same for a very long time.
1: Yeah, no game will be too exactly the same. And it gives you that chance to rebuild a strategy and kind of experience more. And I mean, it, the mo- the expansions are, I'm going to go with modules, not so much expansions because like the boards, right? They're definitely, you can remove them. You can play one without the other. Like you mm-hmm. could play with just Pantheon. You could play with just Agora. You know, they really designed it so that you could pick up any of them, right?
0: Yeah, it's very flexible. Um, like, So obviously, we're going to be playing this again. Um,
1: oh, 100%. 100%. I need to it's try be- to redeem myself. Exactly.
0: It's beard. a best two out of three at least situation. Yeah. I- um. So I feel like we'll be back at it before too long. And we will be tackling this to see who actually reigns supreme.
1: Yeah, we'll be probably playing that again. Maybe not right away. We're going to let it simmer a bit. But, uh, yeah, we'll and pick I mean, up a little bit later,
0: we have other games too that we want to get at that we've been itching, That's an
1: understatement.
0: itching to get at. Like, we have games on our shelves that we've had on our shelves for over a year that we need to get at. Yeah. So, this is a fun, quick, um, easy evening of gaming, and it was a great place to start. Um,
1: we, we've got a couple other like two player games we'll yeah, tackle, that but are like, quick and easy. Yeah,
0: exactly. Because some some games you need more than two people, and given our current situation, we can't really have people at our house. We can't. We are a household of two, and we our pandemic rules say that you can't mingle outside your household. So here we are, our household but, of two.
1: But we are lucky that we have a one single individual who is allowed, by rules, to be part of our household. Yes,
0: he is allowed to mingle with one household.
1: And he has given us, I don't know if he's given us the honor or if uh, we have the honor of his his presence. I don't know. But we do have a third person, which is going to be good because a lot of games do require three people.
0: Uh, Minimum, yeah, uh, to really get into it.
1: Yeah, and in some games, the more people you add, the way that this, the strategy may uh, differ the gameplay would go. Uh, at this point in time, personally, I don't really, look, at st- taking a step back, I don't think there's really anything to, to improve upon. in in my personal opinion, I don't think there's really anything to improve upon in Seven Wonder. It's pretty fast. It's just getting to know those rules.
0: Yeah. And it's, yeah, getting to know the symbols. I think, you know what? A lot of the symbols are intuitive. It's just learning that intuition. And I don't, I don't feel like there is a lot that could be changed to really make the game better. Actually, I don't really think there's anything that could be changed to make the game better flow better like I feel yep. it um, fits really well with the parent game. Mm-hmm. It uses a lot of the same symbols, a lot of this you know the same coloration, um, the same ideas which make it easily um, easy to learn, especially if you know the parent game yep. or even if you're starting with Duel um, to get more familiar with the franchise before going to the parent game. Um, it's pretty simple to learn. It's easy to teach somebody. Um, like there's not like, yeah, there's strategy, but there's not strategy that you need to, um, need to know before you start. And that knowing that strategy is going to necessarily give you an advantage in the long run. Um, because each game is so different. Yeah. Um, I would definitely recommend it, uh, especially for people who enjoy Seven Wonders, the parent game, who are looking to get into board games um, and are just a couple because there isn't a lot of great two player games like this on the market
1: yeah or at least not that we have found
0: yeah not ones that we've come across at least um you know ones that yeah there is strategy it is a card game but also it's so variable i feel like a lot of two-player games play the same every single time and can get really redundant and lose their appeal
1: yeah no i i see what you're saying in that regard Uh, I would also, I would agree with those recommendations. I would recommend it even, it is, like you said, it's, it's a decent intro game for like the parent game. It plays, uh, (laughs) excuse me, uh, plays similar. Uh, there's obviously some changes to it. It's a good way to kind of get a feel for it. Um, because when you get into the actual seven wonders, things get a little more complicated, not by much, but like there's a little bit more added to it. I would also recommend this for feuding couples. Who have a decision that they can't make over, and uh, they just, or they had a disagreement and they want to say, All right, let's see who wins.
0: No, that's what Mortal Kombat's for.
1: All right, well, maybe not everybody has a game console. And Fine. We can't encourage true Mortal Kombat because that is not appropriate. Because, first of all, we don't have some big, deep voiced man going, Finish him.
0: Maybe we should get a big, deep voiced man work to on that one. say, Finish him. Um every single time we get to that like final card or something. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I okay, uh, We'll I work think on it. It's, I think we'll that's out of the it. budget. It might be out of the budget. We'll work on it. So at the end of the day, now like we like you said earlier, this is not exactly a review, as you can tell, it's just us kind of chatting. But if on your based on your first impressions, out of five, what do you think you'd give it? On first impressions? Oh. Five being like absolutely awesome recommend we'll play a bunch of times over and over again. And one time and one being like, eh, I played it probably won't pick it up.
0: One being
1: Arkham Horror. Yes. Well, we still need, that's like a nemesis of ours, but that's <laughs> beside the point.
0: You'll learn. Um, Oh, I like you, to be truthful. I don't know if I would give it a five out of five, but maybe like a solid, like Four
1: and a half. Hmm. I would go with, I would go maybe on a three and a half to four. And the reason why I'm going with so low is because like it is a good game and it is fast. If you have an idea of what you're doing and maybe if you did remove the expansions, but like eventually it's going to get tiresome if you're playing it like all the time. Like if you're always playing it and like your first go-to game, probably not, it'd probably lose its allure right away. Yeah. That's just my own opinion. These are no official.
0: Yeah, uh, I could see that. Like, I mean, we are lucky in that we have a large collection of games. So,
1: some are still in plastic.
0: Yeah. So, working <laughs> it into our rotation of games, we wouldn't get bored of it. But yeah, like, if you only had four games, yeah. after some time, you might feel that the game is starting to get redundant. And I get that. But like, I think it's uh, it's pretty simple to learn. It's easy to play. It says it's good for ages 10 and up. So, you know, like if you're wanting to introduce your kids to board games, like it might be a good place to start, you know, rather than those junior editions of games. Like, you know, a you don't really need to be able to read to play the game.
1: No, and now that they've designed, I don't know if they've made it for for dual yet, but I know for the parent game, they have come up with a second edition to be more uh, friendly to those who are colorblind. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, when you play Seven Wonders, you're looking at yellow, blue, green, purple, brown, brown and gray yeah. as your colors. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I everyone's got a different spectrum. I'm not colorblind. Everyone's got a different spectrum to it. But if yeah, it's definitely it's got symbols, which is the 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 plus side. But no, I I agree. Like you said, it should be pretty easy for like a kid to mm-hmm. pick up.
0: Yeah, I think that's like one of the one of the drawbacks is yeah, if you are colorblind, then you lose some of the appeal of the game just because the artwork. Yeah wouldn't be as um enticing i think is the best word for that and um the separate the division of cars into their different categories Mm -hmm. would be different difficult if you couldn't see all the like see the color spectrum so i don't know i feel like that's one of the only drawbacks i mean as a not as a full spectrum color person i don't have that problem but yeah um I do like the fact that games are becoming more inclusive to people who yes, can't see all all the colors.
1: Yeah, I would agree. And that is a good trend. I'd like to see it continue. Um, well, folks, that was our quick little first impression of Seven Wonders Duel plus the expansions. Uh, you know, check it out. Um, if you're into it, it's, it's pretty easy to, to obtain. It's pretty easy to learn. Uh,
0: and let us know what you think yeah if you, for sure. you really don't agree then let us know if you've played it and you picked it up and you were like what did i just get into let us know hit us up you know we'll try and help you out you know yep. if you can't solve something or you can't figure it out um and you think we might be able to help you sure we'll give it a try
1: all we can say, give her a try. If you know someone's going to borrow it, if you know have a board game cafe, you know some of them exist. And, they still have and some, ca- some of capacity. them might
0: be open still.
1: Yeah. And just give it a go. Let us know. Other than that, stay tuned. We're going to be doing a bunch of these different podcasts coming up here as we do our playthroughs. Like uh, our process is kind of doing unboxing, a playthrough, and then it's this little chat to talk about it and give us first impressions. Later down the road, we might do some reviews. But in the meantime, that's our basic workflow. So check us out you know we're on youtube uh we got this podcast going
0: we uh, got instagram
1: yeah uh and we got it i've got a twitter account going it's, and, ch- it's shameless plugging i know
0: <laughs> and like all the cool kids say check us out out on social meds you can find all our tags um in the comment section or i guess in the description section for this podcast yeah
1: it'd be in the description section yeah of we'll of do of that profile cool All right, so thank you all for sticking around with us and joining us on this journey. We appreciate you sticking around, and we look forward to uh, playing a game with you again in the future. Have a great night, everybody.